0: Welcome to the 5D Academy of Higher Consciousness. I'm Zara Tustra, broadcasting from Los Angeles. So um, it's nice to be back together um, after, I think, I mean, last week was the first academy we had uh, for about a month. Now we're getting back into the rhythm of things and um a lot of stuff happening all over the world. And uh, I'm glad we have this opportunity that we can, in this fashion, we can get together and, and share our thoughts and feelings and concerns and questions with one another. Uh, one of uh, our participants uh, that I value his opinion, he um, uh, is wondering that is just working on the mind and trying to go beyond the mind into the silence if that's enough and without um, paying much attention to the body and not really, uh, or it's important to also work on the body, the health of the body while we're on this quest and this journey into the self realization uh, if I understood the question I believe I did okay and so we will talk about that and uh, which is a very very good question it's very valid and um, a lot of people in a spiritual path they're very much concerned about taking care of their body um, especially um, these days um, on on a new trend of spirituality that. For example, the general consciousness of uh, the uh, newcomers is higher in a way that paying more attention on their diet. And for example, being vegetarian or veganism and uh, really uh, because of the social media and general um, the general way of having more information available to us. We're able to um, communicate with one another, you know, using Facebook, Twitter, uh, different different, uh, platforms, able to share information with each other regarding, let's say, if it's the, um, uh, any kind of contamination in a food, um, uh, whether they're um, pesticizing or herbicizing or whatever they're doing, putting any chemicals in our food supplies, uh, GMO, whatever is happening around the globe or whether they're putting all these radioactive um, vibrations into uh, whether it's in the air, whether there's chemtrails, we're talking about the, um, the cell phones, the towers that they're putting around and they could be toxic and damaging to human beings. There's a lot of stuff going on. And a lot of people are very concerned about it, and uh, they want to know more. And uh, they're protesting against it, and they're sharing information with one another uh, to raising the general uh, public awareness to a to a higher level of consciousness. So we're going to talk about this. That's a very good topic. Uh, as usual, let's just enter the... Somebody asked me why I do a... um, Someone was talking to me the other day and was saying, Zarathustra, your audience could be... um, You can have a larger audience if you weren't doing a meditation. You wouldn't be doing a 20-minute, 15-minute silent meditation, and you would just directly go into the topics that you like to talk about. And um, and, uh, my response is that although that's an attractive concept uh, from the point of view of reaching a bigger audience in general, but also I just go based on what feels right. And for me, it's that it's important that we enter into our topics and our our academy from a place of silence. So when we sit together and we're quiet and the mind calms down, then it's easier to receive and to dive into the topics that we dive into rather than coming and sitting in front of your phone or your computer and from a busy day and the mind's running, running, running and then I get into talking about a certain topic. Uh, my intuitive feeling is that things will go in deeper if we come from a point of silence and we're able to quiet our minds first and then we get into it. So just just answering uh, to this question that was brought up to me. <clears throat> so mm, I, I care about that more than uh, as much as I do care reaching a larger audience, but that's, that's the whole idea is to be able to get it. So as usual, we're just going to take a few moments and take a deep breath and pause whatever is going on in our lives. Uh, whatever is happening, we're just going to stop doing that and stop paying attention to anything outside of now outside of here and dive in to our inner silence, connecting with this other part of ourselves. How much does the body um, play a role into our self-realization? So in, uh, when we start talking about, I am not my body, I am not my mind, And I am not my emotions. Uh, I am that which is observing all three. I'm the awareness of the body, the mind, and the emotions. So as we progress and as we begin to elevate our consciousness to 5D, to fifth dimensional consciousness, and begin to realize that i am not these three elements then there is as we go higher into this ladder of consciousness what happens is uh, the body becomes you eventually become indifferent to it so as there's a lot of stories of different saints like ramana maharishi or uh, some other um sages that throughout the history, they have reached this other level of consciousness that they've become indifferent to their bodies. But in the same time, this is a very high level in in your spirituality to get to that point that you're indifferent to it, that you have come to this realization that you are not the body, and the body becomes like an object, and, and it's like any object. So you're not really focused on it anymore. But prior to getting to that point, is it, is it easier to, excuse me. <coughs> excuse me, prior to get to this point, is it easier that you have a healthy body in order to... Work on your spirituality? And the answer is yes, in so many ways. It's if you're not constantly dealing with pain, uh, some kind of health issue, you're not in and out of the hospital all, all the time or emergency room, and, or you're not a slave of the medical system, or you're dealing with severe overweight, or you're dealing with severe anorexia. Um, things of that nature or I don't know, diabetes or heart issues or, or um, nervousness or digestion problems, then your attention is not so much on, on your health and your attention could be on working on yourself. In the same time, some people who have suffering from some kind of disability, um, it could be easier for them to dive into their spirituality because there's a level of letting go, a level of not being focused on the body so much. And because of their disability, it can work in their advantage in into not being so focused on the vanity or um, their health and dive deeper that disability has helped them to be detached from the body, which we have a very strong identification to the body because since we deeply believe that we're the body, and if anything happens to the body that is um, threatening our our existence, because if somebody comes and wants to shoot me or knife me uh, or cut me into the pieces or whatever is the story, um, of course, there's fear, anxiety, and you're going to defend yourself. So we have a very strong identification to the body as our own existence. And at one point in your self-realization, you come to this understanding that you're really not the body. You're, you're, the body has nothing to do with who you are and where you're at. And ultimately, at one point, you're going to have to let go of the body. Or the body will let you go, let go of you. That means you're going to die. That's what they call it. Where death comes means that the body starts functioning. The brain, the heart stop stops functioning, and so at that point you are going through this transition of going to the other side. Now whatever the other side is. So in the same time, we can look at people uh, in various different levels of consciousness, and let's say those who have entered into working on themselves, and and they're doing yoga, they're exercising, they're eating uh, organic food, they're really paying attention in their diet, they're very concerned with environmental uh, hazards, or you know, 5G uh, telephone towers that is going to radiate them, and uh, chemtrails, and that is the whole story. But also, I've noticed, like, with a lot of people who are super concerned, they have come to spirituality, they're taking workshops, they're working on themselves um, in various ways. But now, they're super concerned and paranoid about what they're eating and what they're putting in their body and uh, um, what they get exposed to. And what happens, which is really good, okay, because I'm not promoting that we disregard the body and we don't take care of the body, because it is your vehicle, it is your temple, And if the body is not well, so yes, a lot of your attention goes into fixing it or dealing with it. So you don't really have time to dive in deeper. I agree with that 100%. But in the same time, it can become an obsession. And your body can become an, your, it becomes like, you know, old days, let's say they say that. Jesus was walking down the aisle in somewhere and uh, he starts breaking all these statues of these false gods, false gods, whatever the statues that people were praying to or they were holding him as a god. And he broke all the statues in the market. Of course, he got arrested or he got kicked or something happened. But you want to pay attention to this part, that while you're taking care of yourself, which is very important, in the meantime, your body doesn't become an idol. It doesn't become, you don't lose sight and it doesn't become an obsession because that's by itself, um, it can drag you into this attachment to whatever is going on, what you're eating, what you're not eating, And you can see that some people have become fanatics about it. So it can be a trap easily. You can fall into the trap. There's a lot of traps on this path of spirituality. Lots of minds. There are lots of minds there that you can go on and it blows up. And you lose a limb or you lose a leg or something like that. So you have to be aware of it. So somehow... like what the Buddha said, you need to find the middle path. Yes, it's important. I mean, and also it depends on your makeup and depends on who you are and, and how much you care about your presentation, your decoration of your body, um, how athletic you are, how active you are. If you like to stay active all the time. So yes, you're paying attention. You don't want to lose that um, flexibility of um, because the body is basically requires this flexibility. So you get up in the morning, you're not having severe back aches, your ankles are hurting or they're swollen. And so yoga is definitely one of ancient practices that allows the body to stretch and oxygenate the cells, especially as you get older. Because all its movements, it allows that um, oxygen gets to all these different cells. And uh, it's very good for arthritis and uh, a lot of different things in the body. Your digestion, your circulation, um, lifting a little bit weight, walking every day. So all these things promote healthy body. And of course, paying attention to your diet and getting in tune with your body of what works for your body at certain time in your life. Because there are times and periods of life that certain foods sit with your body easily and it doesn't create any disturbances. You don't get bloated. It doesn't create indigestion. And there are times that that foods don't work for your body anymore because the body is changing all the time. And you definitely don't have the same body as you had 20 years ago or you, 10 years ago or five years ago. I mean, I've experienced like every five year, any landmark I hit, all of a sudden I've, I've seen my body changes and it wants something different. Maybe it wants lighter food or heavier food or requires more sleep or less sleep. Some pains and aches disappear and something else appears. So yes, the body is very important. It's your vehicle and you want to pay attention to it, especially if you're in, in it in long, long run. It, it depends. It depends on your personality and your character. Like for me is like, the, I don't want to live if I become disabled. I don't, I don't want to continue living in a body who's disabled. That's my feeling for myself. And I would like to just check out because I, I like to be active. I like to be athletic and be able to do, to do all the things I want to do. And, and that's my personal feeling. And I'm not really afraid of death because I've been there. So I know it's not a bad thing at all as they have portrayed it throughout Uh, history or we've been brainwashed to be so afraid of it. So if the body is not going to continue doing its functions and it's going to be a burden, then I don't want to be in it anymore. I want to move on. So, but back to what we're talking about is, yes, it's very, very important uh, in so many ways to take care of our body Especially paying attention in the rhythms of it, being in tune with the body, while what we're eating, what we're doing how how much exercise we're, we're' we're doing or not, but in the meantime, being aware of not losing sight of the main objective, and I think uh in the spiritual community, in the younger generations um the pendulum have swung from one end to another end. There is a high level of awareness and consciousness about intake, but then it's also have become like a religion and uh, the focus the body has become is like a, an, an object of worship. What's the difference between worshiping a, A statue of a god whatever that is it's a roman egyptian uh maybe a christian or hindu it's a statue that we're worshiping to it versus turning your body into that and you're worshiping your own body and you've become fanatic about it it's the same thing yet on the other hand you find people in the spiritual world that they've completely neglected their body. And that's not because of the level of their consciousness. It's just that it's the lack of consciousness in some ways. It's like they're not paying attention to it. So they're constantly ill or they're on all kinds of medication. So, the, so what I've discovered is to find the middle way, the middle path. Do we have any questions here? Do you anyone any comments questions and we can get into a discussion here that's going to make it easier if we do that.
1: I was going to say I completely understand. Um, I went through being sick and gained a whole bunch of weight and got put on a whole bunch of medications. And, you know, it's funny because I used to always be super athletic and people, um are always just like, oh, so what are you doing to try to lose weight and X, Y, Z? And it's like, oh, have you tried this diet, that diet, you know? And it's like, well, a lot of times I have, but it's like, no, it's, I got to focus, like, pay attention, what my, feels good for my body and what doesn't. So like, yes, I am like losing weight, but it's not because I've been, you know, so centered on it, you know, it's very easy to have problems the other way as well. I've been there too, so I I completely understand about just find the middle way, what works for you, listen to your body. And I think if we all did that, like the whole world would be so much healthier.
0: Yes. So Thanks for sharing. Uh, Heinz, do you have any comments or anything you can add add on to what we talked about? Yeah. Um, My question is uh, more to learn or to see if we have to learn something, if the body or maybe parts of our life is not not okay, uh, how can we feel what we have to learn if, to make our body better or to make our lifestyle better? So it's something on top of bringing the mind down uh, to see if something is wrong with our body or with anything else. Um, to get a feeling, is there something I'm doing wrong? in my lifestyle right that is uh, my idea to learn about what how can i do better yes or is there anything i'm missing right Mm -hmm. well that's a very conscious way of being aware of it being aware of uh, especially if something's going on i mean normally i think generally um Generally, I'm speaking for um, from a different point of view, not just for myself, uh, necessarily, is that when everything is okay, like when you don't have any pain and nothing is going, nothing is happening, So we don't think about it. We don't think about trying to fix something because I'm fine, I eat whatever I want, or I eat the things that I think they're healthy. And I exercise, I don't have any pains and aches, and uh, basically it. And I move on with my daily life. Then sometimes when something goes wrong with the body, let's say if we had an accident, because it's not just always being eating healthy or exercising, or trying to really align, align body, body, mind, and soul together. There are things, times in life someone has an accident. You're skiing and you fall down and you break your ankle or your leg. And then the next thing is they have to do an operation on you and they're putting two metal rods into your leg. Now you're going through months of healing. Uh, And then maybe the metal rod breaks and now they have to reoperate on you. So all of a sudden for a year and year and a half, You've you've been on a wheelchair and bedridden. You may get get a bit depressed. You may put on some weight. You're not really able to do the kind of things you used to do. So there are times, circumstances in life that things happen because of whatever reasons. And uh, you can maintain that healthy body. And then that particular situation happened. uh, Or let's use another example. You're diagnosed with cancer. You do everything right in your life. You've been eating really well. You've been trying to stay away from any kind of toxic waste or toxic energy or whatever, living in the middle of the country. Um, And then you get diagnosed with cancer. And now you have to deal with that. So what happens is getting sick the body getting sick because of accident or disease or whatever circumstances is not always a bad thing. Or somebody coming back of the stories like someone was terminally ill and they somehow made it back or somebody lost a lot of weight. They they were skinny. They put a lot of weight and then they lost a lot of weight and they became very vibrant and happy and their life changed and they found a partner because of that and now they're in love with their partner you know there's all kinds of stories going this way or going the other way and it happens a lot of times that we go through a spiritual transformation through being challenged and going through these triumphs and an awakening happens through that because I was healthy and well, and I developed a disability, and I had an accident, and now it forced me to go deeper within myself to discover the self, to discover inner peace, to discover God. So health health challenges are not always a bad thing, as any other challenges in life. But generally, I 100% agree with Heinz as far as it's important to take care of the body <clears throat> with the exception of the few sages that I know that they went beyond the body, that their, their consciousness went into this other level that they were completely, they did not care about their body anymore. That's a different story of let's say, stories about Ramana Maharishi, which is rare. There's not too many people like that. But stories I heard from my teacher, Papaji, about he is is somewhere in uh, southern India and he runs and he, he went for a walk in this jungle and he runs into this sage, this awakened, other awakened being. And they had an encounter and they had a talk with each other. And he realized that this sage, uh, this avatar, uh, one of his legs was, had all these wounds in it, and all these um, uh, ants, they were eating into the skin, into the, the, the muscles of his leg, and Papaji offers that, you know, let's sit down here, let me clean the wounds, let me put some antibiotics on it, let me put something on it, and the sage tells him, Oh, don't worry about it. Let them enjoy their food. So he did not care. Or even Ramana Marshi sitting in this temple at age 14 or 15 for hours and hours a day, 10, 15 hours, maybe 25 hours a day is just sitting in uh, uh, a lotus position in total bliss of the divine self while Insects were eating into his body, and he didn't feel that or didn't care or he wouldn't go shower or clean itself himself because he was just so deeply immersed in the love of God that he didn't pay any attention to his body. He died from colon cancer, um, and, you know, they operated on him one time, and a lot of his disciples were asking him, hey, great saint, why don't you heal your body? You're you're you know you're such an avatar and he did not care about the body he was saying i'm not the body and i don't care about it anyway but those beings in that level are very very rare and reaching that level of consciousness is a different story um but for the rest of us yeah i mean as you're awakening and you're waking up to a higher level of consciousness you begin to see things a lot of different things happen in different levels as there's number of different things one, one is like the recognition that you know because when we talk about these things there's a lot of different stuff it's not black and white it's a complete integrate integration from everything so it's virtually impossible to to have an effective uh, conversation to um to be able to deliver the message it's and you, to make your point it's almost impossible to be you cannot be in a black and white situation because you have to look at different layers of of uh consciousness different la- layers of awareness it all depends on where you are It all depends on your perspective in a moment. And that perspective in a moment is your reality in a moment. But then you go one notch higher and that perspective changes. Whatever you believed in, all of a sudden you come to this understanding that they're they're no longer applicable or they don't interest you any longer. It changes. So there is no one thing. There's no one thing. There's no one way. The entire, this business of consciousness is layered and it's complicated, yet it's very simple. So there's a simplicity in understanding it, yet it's extremely complicated, both simultaneously happening in the same time. So I will elaborate a little bit more on this, unless you have a question. If you have a question, you're welcome to ask me your question. Otherwise, I just will continue. Uh,
2: hi, it's Hannah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Hi. Hi, I don't know my English is very bad, but uh, I would like to know about uh, the pain in the body because of traumas uh, you think you are aware, but uh, the body is hiding something your mind can remember. Um, do you understand?
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, how,
2: how to deal with that?
0: Okay, let me understand your question a little bit more. Um, There's traumas that it's stored in the cellular memory of the body, correct?
2: Yeah. Right. And you may have even... Pain in
0: the body and so... Right. Stress and pain. Right. And you have forgotten about it.
2: Yeah, or or I think, uh, you know, the mind, uh, I think I'm aware, but... uh, but still the body is hiding. Oh, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, you think you uh, are aware of all stuff, but still your body is uh, reacting.
0: That's uh, correct. Mm-hmm. It's, that too happens as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. How to
2: deal, how, to, how can, uh, because it's frustrating and stressing all the time. If you think you are uh, 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 working in the mind, but your body is not following in the same. In
0: right. The same. Yeah. And um, look, there is different. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's good. I'm glad you brought this up. There is different layers. So <laughs> it all depends from where I'm looking at things. Where am I that I look at it? And from where I'm looking at it, things changes. So if I come to this realization that there is no individual, there is no free will, there is no one entity, let's say Zaratustra is a person capable of making his decisions on his own as it appears to be that way. it looks like I make my own decisions means I have my own free will and I do this and I do that. And as a result, I have to deal with consequences that happens in life. So if I pop out of that and I come to this other level of recognizing that, oh, wait a minute, nothing I do is my own free will. Nothing I do is, is as a result of what I decide to do. Whatever I do in this life, it's, a compilation of a million and billions of other elements. So it's all connected to a lot of other things. I can't just decide on doing one thing and that thing is only my own doing. Whatever I do is connected to billions of different things and millions or billions of other, other things influencing whatever decision I'm making. So if you come to that understanding and you realize it, then something shifts in your life, something changes. So if you are not there and you have not realized this, then you are in this other place, which is equally valid because that's where you're at of I am somebody, I'm a person. And in this, throughout the lifespan that I've had, I had traumas happen to me. And there is residue of these traumas in my body in cellular memory. And what can I do about it to change it or to resolve it or, or whatever it is? So number one is this level that, of recognition of that I realize this, that there is traumas in cellular memory in my body that I have realized it, I've recognized that. So now this number two is, what can I do about it? Well, the fact that you become aware of something, that awareness that there is something, there's a problem, or it seems to be, it appears to be a problem. That step is the number one step that you have become aware of it. But just because you become aware of something, that doesn't mean you can change it, change or affect it or anything. I have become aware of the 5G towers that they're toxic. Supposedly they're toxic and they put radiation. Well, what can I do about it? I can't destroy them. I can't cut them down. Maybe I can just not live nearby them or try. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. it's actually the same for me because that is very
2: stressing. I am really affected uh, of the v- vibration and uh, uh, all day, so it's difficult to get the silence I need to because it's al- also distress me a lot because of all this electricity and so... Yes,
0: uh, yeah. right. Right. So. Mm. So that's good you've come to this understanding Mm. now what's next what is the next level to go to Mm. is if i can't fight it and change it because obviously you can't go and put put some dynamites under the towers and 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 blow them up because you you know you maybe get arrested as a terrorist or, or you can relocate somewhere else and then they put another tower next to you. So that's really not an option. And that's not your character or personality or you don't have the know-how to do it either. In general, I'm not just saying you, okay? So that, that's a different story. So what's the next thing is, okay, I'm writing to the government, to the city and trying to protest it or organizing groups to try to get rid of this 5G towers. All right. So I did that for a few years and nothing changed. Now, what do I do? Or I'm going to sit down and just keep boiling and cooking inside and complaining and being upset about it. And then that becomes my reality Mm -hmm. that there's this outside element exists that's affecting me all the time because of these towers, because of these vibrations, I cannot find inner peace, right?
2: Mm -hmm, Yeah.
0: Okay, right. Okay, so let's examine this. Let's examine, good. Let's stay in this place because this is very important here. Now, this is where we're at. What if I turn this up one notch? I go to one step higher in my understanding of the absolute by realizing that there is no separation. There is no separation between me and this 5G tower. And there is no separation between these vibrations, how toxic they are, and my consciousness and my being. None of them are separated from each other. So in one moment from being the victim, in one moment of being powerless and being in this position of disadvantage by recognizing you have shifted your consciousness into from a negative place into a positive place if we use negative and positive you have shifted things all of a sudden you have come to this understanding that you and the 5g tower are one You and this radioactive vibrations are one. There's no separation between them. It's your own self. It's the complete unity, the oneness of one being acting out as the tower, acting out as vibrations, acting out as this person who's affected by it. All of it is a part of the oneness. So in that recognition or in that point of view. So you shift, you decide to change your point of view. Let's put it this way. And in that shift of that decision you've made to change your point of view, assuming there is a decision to be made, assuming we can make that decision, okay? Okay. Is all all of a sudden, oh, okay, I am one with the tower. I'm one with the vibrations, I'm one with the cancer in my body, I'm one with the terrorists, I'm one with the two people who died in the mall and I'm one with the person, crazy person who killed those two people in the mall. I am one with COVID virus and I'm one with the whomever made it. Maybe it was made organically or maybe it was made by the, the big boys. I am all of these things. So you come to this understanding and let's sit there, okay? Let's, whatever problems you have, anyone, I'm not, honey. I'm not just talking to you, I'm talking to my audience. Whatever bad thing happening to you, someone stole money from you, somebody insulted you, somebody screwed you over, so whatever. Someone did wrongdoing to you. Now go into this place that They are an aspect of yourself. Close your eyes and just relax into that for a moment that the disease in your body is you, is a part of you. The body is a part of you. The environment is part of you. It's all you. So now you have expanded your consciousness from an individual separated person into a higher perspective you're expanding yourself and let's see what happens in that moment let's see what happens in the vibrations in the molecular level cellular level in your being let's see in this realization in this admission even if it's you're you're playing a game even if you don't really believe in this if you make believe you're playing a game right now try it and let's see In this trying, how you feel outside elements, they're always there. It's how we look at them. Circumstances are not going to be in our favor a lot of times in life. And things change. It could be in your favor. It changes. And then it can be in your favor again. So it's your perspective that really plays the final role in whatever is going on, is how you see it, not what's going on in the outside world. Because the outside world is basically an animation as what is going on within yourself. It's not the inner world and other world, they're, they're one. They're just reflections of one another. So how does it feel now, honey? that were you able to be quiet? and go in a peaceful place within yourself
2: Mm, yes actually thank you
0: (laughs) yeah so but the outside elements remain the same you're still in the same place there's still vibrations yes Uh, yeah but then you went into this deep quiet place didn't you yes i did (laughs) and in fact you're still there part of you doesn't want to come out am i correct Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's my problem, too. (laughs) Yeah, beautiful. Because I
2: want to see beauty in everything, you
0: know, and if it's not the way it is, I get stressed. (laughs) Yeah. So all we did was, for a moment, uh, we changed our perspective. For a moment, we collectively agreed that the 5G towers The negative vibrations, whatever is happening outside is a part of myself. It's myself. So all I did was I changed my perspective. I changed my point of view. And the moment I did that, what happened? Silence came. We all fell into a deep silence, which is blissful. And it just took over. I didn't do any magic. I didn't do any kind of blah, blah, blah. I simply help you to look at a bigger universe, to shift your consciousness, so we just went one step, one notch higher. All of a sudden, we started to look at everything as ourselves, as myself, and we came out of separation, and the moment you come out of separation, you realize that all is well. There's nothing happening. Nothing is going on in, in the world. There's nothing happening. It's only on the surface that it appears that a lot of stuff going on, things happening to you. There's a drama. There's a world. There's a war going on. There's a pandemic. But the moment that you shift your consciousness, everything become absolutely silent and still and you experience the bliss of God, the divine bliss. Completely, you fall into this place, this vibration. Your hand starts vibrating, heat takes over, silence comes, and love takes over. The distance between heaven and hell is just like a hair, hairline. There's just a hairline in between heaven and hell. In an instant, you can switch. Going into the kingdom of heaven within or going to the hell and suffering and worry and anxiety, jealousy, sense of separation, being left out can happen like this. The moment that you forget that it's all your own self, everything is yourself and you're the one you're looking for. The moment you forget that, you fall from grace and you go to hell because worry and anxiety, loneliness take over. The moment you realize that you are all of it and there is nothing outside of you, the bad, the good, the ugly is you. It's all yourself. You come back into this place. The the mind cannot understand it. I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. Because when you start thinking about it, how am I one with everything? The mind can't get it. No. No. It's too much. It's too much. You're absolutely right.
3: But I can't accept it. No.
0: Um, it, it takes time. It takes time. You have to be patient and you have to hang in there, which automatically that happens too, because that one. You have to also look at it that what brought you here? What brought us together? Is it coincidence? Is it just pure chance? What makes you attracted to somebody? So when you meet someone and you're attracted to them, and we meet people every day in our lives or throughout, throughout life, we have met a lot of people. And what makes you very attracted to somebody and keep your attention on them versus it pushes you away and most of the time most people we meet we're not really interested in you meet thousands of people in your life and they don't have an impact on you or maybe you make friends with them and you're friends with them for a week or a few months or a couple years and then they're out of your life and then some people they're there in your life for a long time. So let's say, let me use this example, and then I'm going to come back to this is that you meet someone and you are romantically attracted to them, sexually, you're attracted to them. So, and you know, you feel like this is the love of my life, this is the person, um, and you can't stop thinking about them, you can't stop dreaming about them. They're, they're in your awareness all the time, and you feel this really strong pull to them. You want to be with them. So what kind of alchemy happens in between you and this other person? Normally, the conventional mind says, oh, I, I like this type of person, okay? I, I like a brunette Woman I, I like a blonde woman, or I like a brunette man. I like this exotic man with dark skin, or I like fair skin, and i I like a, a guy or a girl with an accent. or that's conventional mindsets that, oh, he, she is my type. But outside of that, there is something else that happens in between the two people, the two meet meet bodies. The two people meet. Meat like steak, like ground meat. The two they meet each they meet each other and they're really drawn to each other. Something happens in between them that pulls them together. And the same thing here. Something here is has attracted us to each other. There's like a glue, in the in, invisible glue that has glued us together. And is holding us together, something that we can't see. And you may say, "Okay, I like Zarathustra because maybe he's straightforward. He says it the way he says it. I like his teachings. I uh, like his looks. I like his approach." Or I don't like Zarathustra because of this, 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 this. Basically, you know. So, what is this in between us that brings us together? It pulls us together. And some of us, we've been together with eight, nine years. And we're still drawn to each other. And the mind has ideas and stories about it. Your mind can tell you because of this, 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 this. But there is an invisible energy happening in between us that we can't explain it. It's unexplainable. Something is at work. Some power, some energy is Working is pulling things together and pushing things together. Like, you know, how many times you've been in this relationship with someone, whether it's romantic or sexual or friendship, and then it got a pivotal point that it's just like a bomb goes off or you cannot stand them. You don't want to see them anymore. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to go to barbecue together or traveling, and it's gone And maybe five years after it comes back, something is stronger than anything else, something in between. So if you shift your point of view, the way you look from the physical body and you bring your point, bring your awareness to this invisible glue in between people, you see that something greater is at work and is pulling the strings, something something is manipulating things, something is pushing you and pulling you, and that thing is doing it with everybody else. Something bigger than beyond our understanding is in control, is doing the work. That thing that is doing this with you and I, it's also making this planet to turn around itself and make this planet to turn around the sun, some intelligence. So if you start paying attention to that, okay, you you begin to pay attention that there's an intelligence here that you can't see it or touch it, but it exists, synchronizes things or break things, then it will help you to start to realize that it's all one. But you you start with the first step, even though intellectually you say, Zarathustra, I trust you, I believe you. You say it's all one and I trust that. So I can understand it from that point of view, but it's not my own understanding. I don't really know it because everything looks like it's separated. So what you do is you start to bring your attention on that invisible glue. And, if, and eventually you begin to see it, not maybe with physical eyes. You start to understand it and notice the way it plays its game. You begin to see that. You begin, when I see C, not necessarily with physical eye. It's like when, uh, let's say your partner You're in a relationship, Is flirting with one of your friends, but they're just doing it by looking at each other. Sometimes, you know, two people look at each other and they're flirting with each other and you see that, you notice it. It's not something physical you can see, it's something you sense. You realize like, wait a minute, my partner is flirting with someone else. They don't say anything, but just by their looks, they're checking each other out. So you notice that, you see it, and this is the same way. You notice it, you recognize it, and the more you open yourself to this idea, the more you open yourself to this concept, or that way of thinking, or that way of being, the more it sinks in. Uh, Hi, Shadi, I didn't realize you had your hand up, and that hand shouldn't be that color, it should be red, because I didn't see it. Hi, Shadi.
3: Hi, that's okay. I was waiting till you finished anyway. So when you say that thing that brings things together and pulls things apart, that thing is also then splitting out thoughts or words. Yes. So when this mind thing is now thinking thoughts, then that too is part of whatever is unified then. So yes. the mind sort plays a part in it.
0: Yeah, there's really one mind on this planet that is thinking for everybody. They're they're not individual minds. There's only one mind that is thinking. Because if, if you do a little research and start interviewing different people for fun, for your own interest, you will see that most people are suffering from the same thoughts and they're struggling with the same thoughts. And how could that be? If we have six or seven billion people on this planet, why they're suffering from the same thoughts? Aren't they looking different? Aren't they coming from different countries, backgrounds, religion, cultures? Why are they struggling with the same thought? And why every single person on this planet when they wake up in the morning, why are they having the same thought? The first thought, one thought. every single person on this planet, when they wake up in the morning, they have exactly the same thought. I what is that? Huh?: The I?: The I thought, me. So that's also conducted by this: That's because there's only one being. And that one being, its first thought is me, I, wakes up and says, oh, I feel good. I feel bad. I'm late. I'm tired. I need to drink a little water. Why there is always this me? Think about it. Seven billion people with different looks, shapes, colors, tall, small, big, thin. Why are they having the same thought? Has this ever occurred to you? Have you ever question this. Why are they suffering from the same thing and they have the same thought? So if you examine things deeper, we go a little bit deeper into this, questioning it, examining it, then it's like you are a detective and you're kind of poking in and you're poking in for some answers. You're poking in, you're pushing things a little bit and all of a sudden cracks, cracks appear. All of a sudden you see like, wait a minute, you find some things are questionable. And then as you investigate it deeper and deeper, you start seeing that this cannot be separated from each other. This, this thing that I'm seeing, it's separated. It doesn't really exist. It appears to be separated, but it's not. It only looks like it. All of my life, I thought it's separated because no one from the beginning told me or directed me to understanding that it's all one. Nobody ever told you that. How are you supposed to know it? Because everything appears to be separated from, here is this is a phone. This is a, they, they look different. Their quality is different. Their function is different. This is is purely made for liquid to drink this is a phone for communication they're not the same but then
3: when you say somebody never told you that thing is also in charge of some people not having that being brought to that awareness
0: yes exactly the fact that this planet is sleepy and majority of human beings on this planet are in deep sleep is because of the boss. is because existence wants to keep them sleepy. It's the game. It's the lila. It's the dance that is happening. And the fact that a few of us are waking up, why, why are you attracted to this? Why are we attracted to this teaching? There's thousands of teachings out there and different teachers. Why are you here? Do you ever question it? What brings you here? This is not the most elaborate one. This is not the most known one. This is not the most good-looking, you know, decoration one. But why are you here? you ever question this? Something brings you here. Something brings me here. Do you know how many times I've thought about quitting this and not doing it? Because it's just in the world practically is not working. And yet I'm here. And how many times you've hated me or you thought, okay, I'm done with him and I'm tired, I'm sick of him and I don't wanna go to his academy anymore. And you, know, you found someone else, it's more attractive. You go somewhere else for a while, but then you come back here. What brings you back? Something is bigger than you and I and bring us back here every time. And when is it time for this inner circle? I, well, I as soon as my life gets a little bit settled, I like to uh, offer the inner circle. Uh, but right now, with uh, this situation, my family situation, my attention is is there. So uh, there hasn't been any time that I can I can think straight. Yeah. So I, I like to get it going. Uh, but I need a little bit clarity of mind. So I know your frustration. Uh, I know how difficult it is. I know how crazy it is. I know, I understand the challenge you're going through when it comes to oneness. But believe me, there's only one. There's only one that appears as many. The one that was in this mall, the one who went and killed these other two people, they're both are the same. None of them are separated from each other. The one who pulled the trigger is the one the same as the ones who got killed. They're both one. So
3: one second. So back to the reflection. So you're saying everything is a reflection. So how is how is that scenario a reflection that we may be able to somewhat digest between the, the person who shot and the kids, or I'm, I'm not, I don't remember right. the
0: story. They're all a part of the one. There, is, there was no separation in between them. So it's all the level of awareness. When you go into a higher level, when you switch, you begin to recognize that none of it is separated than the other one. They're all functioning of the oneness. It's, one, it's oneness functioning within itself. And in this functioning, it may create wars between two nations. It may create famine, feast, but it's itself doing it.
3: And this translates to, you always say, go back to your heart where the love is.
0: Yes, you, you go back into the inner silence and you fall back into the center of yourself and all of a sudden there is nothing. It's just peace. It's just very quiet and very still. Nothing is happening. And then you come out of it and there's this world spinning around. There's this craziness is happening, but then you sink back inside. Everything becomes really quiet and flat. So a part of your evolution is that you constantly go in and out. And then when the teacher comes and the teaching comes in your life, then your attention, the teacher, the teachings is pushing you in that direction, is shifting your attention from this chaotic world that appears to be chaotic, is grabbing your attention, is forcing you to look inside, to come to that place. So, and you're not looking for something. You're just looking
3: for that silence, hopefully, or the peace.
0: Yeah. You you bring your attention into the silence and you realize that inside yourself, same place, which was chaos, you realize that it's really quiet because you can't find that quietness anywhere else. Yeah. You can fly and go to Canary Islands or to Tulum and finally... F- look around and find a very quiet beach but you have it for maybe half a day or a day then you get in a car and go to the hotel and there's chaos there or you turn on the tv and you get some bad news or someone texts you and gives you some bad news because it's it's volatile it's in the it's not consistent but once you find this inside every time you go back it's always the same quality It's always the same. It's always still and it's always quiet. It's always here within reach. It's just no one ever told you about it. No one ever trained you about it. Nobody presented it to you. Your parents didn't know about it. Your teachers didn't know about it. Their religion didn't talk about it. So naturally, you don't know. But because it's your true nature, you tap into it as a part of your existence, but you don't know how to formulate it or how to refer to it. It's just a happening that happens every once in a while because it's who you are, but there was no point of reference. So when the merciful guru comes, like when Papaji came to my life and then he pointed it to that direction, it took another 30 years. In my case, before it clicked maybe for someone else it clicks in a day or a week but it finally clicked it finally just when even then it wasn't like day and night from the moment of that realization everything becomes peaches and cream no it still may take time for things to really settle but it changes very quickly and it brings peace while the world challenges remain the same world challenges, but you start to find this inner peace and you start to just, you know, it, it, it's just a world difference because now you have something and you refer back to it, you come back to it. And every time you come back to it, you realize all is well. Wow, okay, it's very quiet here. I'm back here, I'm back home. Oh, I'm safe. Yes and then you go back into the world and it's chaotic. There's pandemic happening, people dying be careful you have to cover yourself there's fear everybody's scared. there's war happening there's inflation coming and and you get really scared and then you go back in and everything's shanti shanti. But while everything's shanti shanti for you the I thought
3: still is there and you're just not, on the i thought anymore or
0: that dies down after a while? no the i thought when you go back in there there's no i thought it's just the, the 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 being it's still it's still it just is and when the i thought comes that means it drags you back into the world of duality so it's natural for the spiritual seeker for a period of life to go back and forth back and forth until you get established into the self so this back and forth back and forth in the beginning of it is very frustrating so i I understand your frustration i understand your confusion and that's why we get together and that's why we come my job is to bring you back you go out there and your mind goes crazy and my job is to bring you back into the center And then you go back there and it goes crazy and we'll bring you back. And then you go back there and it gets crazy and we bring you back. And we do it so many times till you get established in here. Then you don't need anybody to bring you back because you have discovered it yourself and you do it on your own and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. So it takes time, but it wasn't, it's not like, yeah, sometimes it may take a lifetime. But it will happen.
3: So, for you, when your eyes are open speaking now, now you're in Lila, Lila Chia. Yeah. You're no longer in that place until you close your eyes and then you go back into that place.
0: No. Uh, For me, no. Do you go beyond that too? You come to this understanding that it's the one always. It's not, you go, even that is a conditioning that you close your eyes, that's another step and you go beyond that. You come to this that you're never fooled by what is appear to be. Never ever is a doubt that there is separation. It doesn't matter if my eyes are open or closed, I'm permanently established in this place that there is no separation. I may not be in this blissful place all the time, but I never doubt even for a moment that there is separation, because I can see through it all the time, closed eyes, open eyes, it's only one, because that is closing your eyes, and being into the oneness, and opening your eyes, and being in separation, that's also a condition, it has to be beyond that, the understanding must be permanent, and still not come and go, So, you're going to go through this stage that there is understanding and a complete expansion. And there's going to be stages that you retract. That's normal. And that's where you need your teacher. So, they bring you, or the teachings. And I'm not referring to a person in general, the teacher to help you bring you back until it's like a child that you have a, you have a, one-year-old, I don't know at what age they start walking because I never had kids, but let's say they start walking, but they're wobbling. So you need to hold their hand until they walk on their own. So when they're three, four years old, you don't hold their hand anymore. They're walking on their own. And when they're eight and nine years old, you're not holding their hand. Maybe you hold their hand when you're crossing a street, but you don't hold their hand anymore. They're walking on their own. And this is what it is. You're in a stage of you're learning how to walk. So mama, papa needs to hold your hand so you don't fall down and break yourself. But you will pass that stage and you walk on your own. And you'll pass that stage that you eat on your own. And you'll get to the stage that you can change, put your clothes on yourself. And then you learn how to ride a bicycle and then you learn how to go to school on your own and come back, and then you learn how to drive a car, and then you learn how to drive, to take a bus, there's always different stages that you learn, but you're getting there, you just have to hang in, there's frustration, because you're wobbling, and boom, you fall down, every time you try to get up, you get up, and mommy is holding your hand, and you take a couple steps, but then it's, tiring you get tired you cry you fall down but you're gonna get through that evolutionary stage in in the yeah so so we reach our thank i guess ca- so uh-huh yeah so thank you so much you're welcome so i hope i hope uh and let me tell you <laughs> yeah we'll talk about the rest later because uh um in in the well, well, we'll talk about this. I hope that uh, this academy was helpful for all of us and um, we got something out of it. Uh, thanks, Heinz, for bringing up this topic. And, and uh, the rest of you, thank you for asking questions because you know one thing leads to another thing and it happens organically. And I like it like that better than uh, I try to figure out like, what am I going to talk about today? Uh, Sometimes I have an idea, but I also like it when it develops on its own organically. Nice seeing you all. It's a pleasure. We all come back together. It's a miracle, a miracle of technology, allowing us to, in such an easy, simple way, by pushing a few buttons, we can be together again and, and open our hearts to each other and and give and receive love and remember of our true nature, remember of our power, remembering that the enormity of the love that exists in our hearts. And when we dive back into it, the power that is here, who we are. This is really amazing. It's a miracle. Okay, I, I don't hear you. Uh, Elijah, you said something? No. Nah.
2: I'm talking to myself. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much.
0: I love you too.
3: I love all
0: of you. Well, let's do an I love myself before we end it. How's that? So put your hands on your heart. Close your eyes. And repeat after me. I love myself. I love myself. I love everybody. I forgive myself. I forgive everybody because I'm love, because I'm light, because I'm God. That's why I love myself and I forgive myself. I say yes to love. Yes to love. Yes to love. Yes. 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 Looking forward to seeing you next month, uh, next week, next Wednesday. And thank you for joining me. Uh, God bless you all. Oh, uh, those audience, uh, by the way, my email address is Zaratustra. um, Oh, (laughs) I forgot my train of thought. Zaratustra.tv is my website. My social media pages, the address is Zaratustra5D. And my email address is info at Zaratustra.tv. And if you have any comments or any suggestions, feel free to write me an email at info at Zaratustra.tv. We'll meet you next Wednesday at the same time. Look forward to seeing you. Bye-bye.